0: Are you ready
1: for the Horror Shed Podcast starting now? Welcome back everyone to the Horror Shed Podcast. I'm Jared, co-host with our other co-host down here, South Jersey Jason. How are you doing today, sir?
0: Uh well, it could be better. Cars in the shop. Um, but you know, last night I went and saw Terror Fire. So by the time this comes out, you know, people would probably already seen it, whether it's opening night or on screen box but i don't want to give any spoilers away but if you love the original you're gonna love this one and i'm gonna say it i'm calling it the godfather 2 of horror sequels
1: wow okay that good yeah yeah it was
0: i wasn't expecting it to be Two hours and 18 minutes.
1: That's a long horror movie. (laughs)
0: That's a long horror. That's a Marvel movie right there. (laughs) Um could have been shorter, yes. Uh there was like a dream sequence that could have been cut out like half of it. Um kind of reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um the the they introduce all new characters. It happened basically a year basically, like how the first one started was kind of like with the news report, what led up to that with the girl, you know, assaulting the newscaster. Yeah. This takes place uh like a day after that assault. So all new characters except for art, um they really up the ante with kills. Uh, so if you like the Catherine Corkin getting sliced in the up this center, you're gonna love the one big kill. Uh, ten times better. So, shout out! And I actually saw one bloody disgusting because it was only open in maybe eight hundred theaters last night, and they made four hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so yeah, so with one showing, you know, that's not bad with one like time showing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have a slight delay, so I'm gonna pause this real quick and see if we can't catch up all right look at that magic and technology we are back don't worry about the lag when we deal with zoom you deal with that stuff but no big deal all right so terrifier 2 was a hit have you finished Dahmer yet i'm three four
0: episodes in i keep falling asleep when we start it i'm assed out in like
1: 20 minutes <laughs> i know i'm working so hard with the haunts and oh like we're doing four a weekend and you know they always release horror movies in october And i'm just like yeah yep, i'll be waiting to see all of this but i have yeah. a nice list of stuff to watch because we got the watcher coming mm-hmm. which i actually we're gonna do a special on because i did a small one on our uh, halloween haunts couple uh probably eight months nine months ago and
0: irene's girlfriend um lives not too far from that house
1: yeah it's it's it doesn't look like it does in the movies they're not out in the sticks they're right next to people yeah
0: yeah they've um i think uh how did it come about was it like how did we find out about the social media or something oh
1: they contacted the news and everything uh, because they were trying to figure out who the fuck this dude is Right, I forget. The, I got to look back on the story because it was so long since I did it, but it was one of my short splat episodes right. about unexplained New Jersey. It's so crazy.
0: If you hear my dog in the background, Loki, <laughs> quiet all day, uh-huh. quiet all day.
1: That's why um, I'm waiting for the work phone to ding, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all right. what the hell are we doing today?
0: Uh, we're talking about cursed dolls cursed dolls and you did a really good in-depth um report here because i had come to you about this topic because i was listening to another podcast about robert a doll yeah. i'm not i wasn't too familiar with him and then i found out he's in key west and then you know they went into the the, the truer story but then like kind of like the the urban legends mm-hmm. about who robert the doll is but that that's one freaky looking doll
1: it is and uh we're gonna do a little series on this and this will be our first episode today we're gonna cover probably the most famous in annabelle but we wanted to cover a couple other creepy dolls that we found along the way that if there's enough info we'll do a show about it we have okiku out of uh japan as the story goes, Okiku was purchased by a young man sometime around 1918 in Japan. As a gift for his younger sister, tragically, after a year, the little girl passed away from a severe case of the flu. The family created a shrine in her memory, placing the large doll on display. Sometime later, they noticed the doll's hair, which had originally been cut in a short bob, had grown past its shoulders. What the fuck? <laughs> When the family moved in 1938, they entrusted the doll to the care of the Meninji Temple in Hokkaido, where caretakers continued to maintain okuku, ok, Okiku, my bad, and her ever-growing hair.
0: I wonder if they have video, like a time-lapse, uh, to show the, the hair, you know, get yeah, longer.
1: I wonder if it's still growing.
0: Yeah, I mean, she looks cute when she's got a little bob, but then you look through the other picture, and you're like, oh, hell and no. I actually
1: have a picture <laughs> of Okuku in her chest somewhere here. Um, there she is. So she's up in that shrine. She's still growing hair. Mm. That's creepy. Now is would terry like i know
0: she loves collecting dolls oh she get one of these fucking things in here no she wouldn't wouldn't go near one of those dolls. well you
1: hear the weird shit that happened after (laughs) she saw one later on this list yeah yeah all right so and speaking of next up we have lily i'm going to show this picture right now
0: lily's uh freaking creepy looking too
1: she is she looks like
0: something you would buy from trick-or-treat studios or something yes yeah
1: (laughs) So now it's residing at Zach Bagans' uh, Ghost Adventures Haunted Museum. Lily was made during the 1800s in Germany and features real human hair. According to the museum's Facebook post, she was discovered by an antiques dealer who took her home but began having recurring nightmares about a little girl who had a very bad accident. She was She was put up for sale at the antique shop On one occasion, a customer's little girl spoke to the doll for three hours, interacting with her like a fellow child. She informed the proprietor that Lily was a little girl that had been subjected to extreme violence. When first encountering the doll, Baggins reported that he felt an immense energy radiating from the figure. But he experiences that with everything. So
0: (laughs) he probably felt like her or like "Dude, get away from me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. That doll is just so creepy looking.
1: It is, and even more creepy. This will probably be our next entry into this series whenever we get back around to it. Robert the doll. Mm. Holy crap, is he creepy?
0: He is. So I was watching the um documentary on Discovery. This fucker is at least four feet tall.
1: Oh, is he? Is that big? Oh, uh,
0: I mean, if they, if the the, if the documentary was called Shock Docs. So um, the the little boy, Robert, got him when he was, I think, like eight or nine. And he was almost the size of the little boy. Holy crap! he didn't come dressed like that. Uh, the picture in the sailor costume. He actually came dressed as a jester, which I thought was even creepier. The the outfit he is wearing is actually the little boy's sailor outfit.
1: Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. Yeah. And the little claim we have for this, and this, I think we'll find enough to do a full episode on him as well. Yeah,
0: there's a lot, yep.
1: Robert came to the Otto family of Key West, Florida in the early 1900s as a gift to their youngest son, Robert Eugene Otto. The boy and doll became inseparable. With the child often laying blame for his misdeeds on the doll, the family alleged that the toy often seemed to change positions of its own accord. They also claimed that when their son was alone in the room, they could hear him conversing with the doll, and the doll responding in a complete different voice. Oh, okay. After Eugene's death in 1974, Robert was given to East Martello Museum. Visitors who have taken his picture without permission claim to have experienced terrible misfortune as a result of their transgressions. Robert is surrounded by letters of apology and admiration
0: yeah so um <clears throat> excuse me so actually the the company that made robert the doll is actually the company that invented the teddy bear out of germany
1: oh okay
0: yeah so um and i have to rewatch the documentary because I, I fell asleep but um you literally like have to talk talk to him before you do anything once you come into his presence you have to acknowledge him
1: yeah i heard that yeah it was the same thing with they made us do that with lily
0: okay okay and
1: you didn't have a long time to look at lily and she was behind other walls so you kind of went in a u shape Mm -hmm. say hi lily bye lily and then you left the whole room like she's she's pretty well protected wow
0: yeah there's nothing like he's just in a thing of glass like it doesn't say like anything as far as you know like like annabelle's does no there's there's no enchantment on him
1: (laughs) yeah we're like fuck it get haunted have fun yeah all right so we're gonna move on to ruby now i didn't know anything about ruby ruby is a porcelain doll with a penchant for moving around from place to place oh Currently residing with the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult, she comes from Mysterious Origins. Her previous owner said she had originally belonged to a little girl in the family who died while holding the toy. Following the tragedy, she was passed down through generations until coming to her current residence at the museum. Visitors often report experiencing an overwhelming feeling of sorrow radiating from Ruby.
0: Hmm.
1: That I just showed a picture of Ruby. That is a scary looking friggin' doll.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't know much about Ruby, but I'll so have to look my thing is Ruby. if
0: my kid died while holding a doll, you know I'm going to that doll? It's, it's going out in the trash.
1: No, it's getting buried with the kid for real.
0: Yeah. yeah put some um salt with it or whatever, uh-huh. you know.
1: <laughs> Shh. All right. So our last one. Is a creepy looking one. Yes, is. I don't even yeah. know. Do I have one yet? Yeah. Here we go. Here's Letty, or Letta, short for Letting me out. Letta mm-hmm. is a two hundred year old wooden doll with human hair. He was discovered beneath a house in Wagga Wagga, Australia, by his current caretaker, Carrie Walton. Walton told the Warwick Daily News. I reckon he walks in the nighttime. We came in here as a new house, and I've never heard some of these strange things in my life. He's found scuff marks on the floor of his home as well as objects mysteriously shifted. Walton has brought Letty with him to multiple television interviews and has started an Instagram page dedicated to the doll.
0: Let's let me pull up my IG real quick. Let me see what we got here. <coughs> Um, well, let me see if I just did it right. Uh, L-E-T-T-A.
1: Yep. L-E-T-T-A.
0: All right. Well, let me go to accounts. All right. I'm going to do a little research because it's not coming up under that. So it's probably like maybe letting me out or something, yeah. but I'll do a little research on that. That looking at him reminds me of like one of the claymation, elves from like the the Santa Claus shows in the 60s. that
1: <laughs> and it kind of looks like the the human people in uh Mr. Rogers neighborhood like yes. the king and the queen
0: yes <laughs> yes uh though and those puppets are creepy as hell too oh
1: yeah yeah but today we're gonna kick off with the most famous Annabelle say what you will about Ed and Lorraine Warren And I've teetered defense on both sides of their arguments about all of this. And then now we have to deal with Tony Spira, who literally changed that research website that the Warrens had and put together with all the case files to TonySpira.com. Are you serious? Not fucking joking. Does he have any um, expertise, or he just married into the family? He married into the family and started making them talk about shit on VHS. You can find most of them on YouTube. Wow. So I'm more certified than Tony fucking Spear. So he's
0: just in it for the money and the fame. Yep. How long has he been apart? When did him and Judy, that's a daughter, right, Judy?
1: I don't know when they got married, but I know they've been doing the night with the Warren tapes since the late 80s. Okay all right so that was spears idea i'm pretty sure the way they were answering questions and everything yeah because he was the host okay you you need a host for ed and lorraine warren to talk about their shit yeah wow Um, and like it makes you think about
0: how the daughter like
1: and she's not in it at all like you don't ever hear about it like she's not on the website it's hard to find images of her all you Um, find is tony spears stuff
0: and I've only seen a couple of clips of him, like mostly with Zach Baggins. Mm-hmm. And he see he seems like a carnival, like a carnival, like a the guy that leads the carnival. A little you know? bit, a little yeah. bit. Like
1: he, he may know some shit. I know he owns the museum, so that's awesome. But it, it just seems like even watching those videos of the past when I did all the Amityville research, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was, it was just. Oh, I got to tell you about a hayride when we're done this thought. Okay. <laughs> it was just like he hitched a hook onto a wagon and rode it.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: But uh, Creepy World, St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I have to go. The hayride contains full facades or facades, whatever you want to call the word of the Amityville house, the Elm Street house, the Halloween house, the Friday the 13th cabins and a ton oh, other. Wow. Full like just front images. And they had Springwood Elementary. Like Oh wow. Oh my god, it was so cool. So this cool.
0: is part of the hayride? Yeah,
1: I'll show you the I'll send okay. you the link later. It was okay. so freaking cool. I'm like I got to go. Yeah. So my trip to Ohio might be a little longer next year. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how often do you see the Amityville house anywhere in a haunt? Yeah. Yeah. All right, but let's dive into our girl, Annabelle. I'll show you a picture of them moving Annabelle right now. Now, did
0: you know about Annabelle before the um, the first Conjuring movie? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, I knew I, nothing. I've yeah. known about the Warrens for a long time. Okay. Um. Obviously, everyone knows that Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll and not that porcelain thing that that horrible actress got in the movie Annabelle. <laughs> All right. So the origin in 1970, a mother purchased an antique Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store. The doll had been a birthday present for her daughter Donna. Donna was a was a yeah was preparing to graduate from college with a nursing degree. She lived in a tiny apartment with her roommate Angie, a nurse, as pleased with the cute Raggedy Ann doll. Donna placed it on her bed as a decoration and then give it a second thought which is normal Mm -hmm. within days, both Donna and Angie noticed that there appeared to be something very strange and creepy about the doll. The doll mysteriously seemed to move about the house, relatively small movements at first, such as a change in position. But as time passed, the movement became more noticeable. Donna and Angie would come home to find the doll in a completely different room. Sometimes the doll would be found with legs crossed, arms folded, other times, it would be found upright standing on its feet. I'm guessing against the wall or something. Mm-hmm. Several times, Donna sometimes left the doll on the couch before leaving for work and would return to find the doll back in her bedroom with the bed closed. All right, that's that's pretty creepy. Yeah, My initial yeah. thought would be, someone's fucking with you.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I still think it could be with the roommates and everything, but we'll move on. The messages. The Annabelle doll not only moved, but could write as well. About a month into her experiences, Donna and Angie began to find messages on parchment paper that read, help us and help Lou. The the handwriting as if written by a small child. The creepy part about the messages was not the wording, but the way they were written. At the time, Donna had never kept parchment paper on which the notes were written in the house. So, where did the parchment paper come from? Yeah, because they're young nursing students. They're not baking. Right. So, I find it really plausible that there is no part. I don't have parchment paper in this house and the wife bakes. Well, we might, but I will know even where to fucking (laughs) find it. All right. So, Annabelle Higgins. One night, Donna came home to find the doll had moved again. This time it was on her bed. Donna had come to find that this was typical of the doll, but somehow knew this time it was different. Something wasn't right. A sense of fear came over her when she inspected the doll and saw what looked like blood drops on the back of its hand and its chest. Seemingly, from nowhere, a liquid red substance had appeared on the doll. (coughs) Excuse me. Scared and desperate, Donna and Angie decide it was time to seek expert advice. That's the time you want to when it's bleeding? (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit, man. Not knowing where to turn, they contacted a medium and a seance was held. You fucked up. Uh huh. Donna was then introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins. The medium related the story of Annabelle to both Donna and Angie. Annabelle was a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments were built. They were happy times. She was a young girl of only seven years old when her lifeless body was found in the field upon which the apartment complex now stands. The spirit related to the medium that she felt comfort with Donna and Angie and wanted to stay with them and be loved. Feeling compassionate for Annabelle and her story, Donna gave her permission to inhibit the doll and stay with them. You're a moron. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were to soon find out, however, that Annabelle was not what she appeared to be. This was no ordinary case and definitely no ordinary doll. I have a problem with this. Okay. I think it would take a lot longer if a demon was to possess a doll in this apartment. And I've kind of been told like three stories about this. Like it was bought possessed. So how would the, and like, how would it die there if it was bought at a, uh, so that's my first red flag to this whole story is not having this right. All right. Lou's account. This shit's crazy. Lou was friends with Donna and Angie and had been with them since the day the doll arrived. Lou had never been fond of the doll, and on several occasions warned Donna that it was evil and to get rid of it. Donna had a compassionate tie to the doll, and not giving much credence to Lou's feeling, kept it. Donna's decision, it turns out, was a terrible mistake. Lou awoke one night from a deep sleep, and in panic, once again, again, he had a recurring bad dream. So Lou's having bad dreams, waking Mm -hmm. up in panics. Only this time, somehow, something seemed different. It was as though he was awake but could not move. He looked around the room but couldn't couldn't find anything out of the ordinary, and then it happened. Looking down towards his feet, he saw the doll, Annabelle. It began to slowly glide up his leg, moving over his chest, and then stopped. Within seconds, the doll was strangling him. Paralyzed and grasping for breath, Lou at this point of asphyxiation blacked out. Lou awoke the next morning, certain it was not a dream. Lou was determined to rid himself of that doll and the spirit that possessed it, however, would have one more terrifying experience with Annabelle. Preparing for a road trip the next day, Lou and Angie were reading over maps alone in her apartment. The apartment seemed eerily quiet. Suddenly, rustling sounds coming from Donna's room aroused fear that someone had possibly broken into the apartment. Lou, determined to figure out who or what it was, quietly made his way to the bedroom door. He waited for the noises to stop before entering and turning on the light. Why would you wait? Mm. <laughs> like that right there is just okay. Yeah. The room was empty except for Annabelle, whom was tossed on the floor in the corner. Lou scoured the room for forced entry, but nothing was out of place. As he got close to the door, he got the distinct impression that someone was behind him. Spitting around, he was quick to realize that nobody was there. Then in a flash, he found himself grabbing for his chest, doubled over, cut, and bleeding. His shirt was stained with blood, and upon opening his shirt, there on his chest were looked like seven distinct claw marks. Oh. Three vertically and four horizontal. All were hot like burns. These scratches healed almost immediately, half gone the next day, fully gone by two days later. So, they still had the damn doll in the house as it's crawling up his leg.
0: Yes. <laughs> that, okay, like, that's creepy as hell, because to have a raggedy, a cute little raggedy Ann doll, like, humping your leg and then choking the crap out of you. And how's house.
1: it choking you if it can't open its hands past this? Right, right. Are you doing this? Could could be, or
0: maybe the. I mean, maybe it's just
1: using the force of the entity to choke them out. Yeah,
0: I've never heard this story before. This is all this is all news to me right here. Yep.
1: Man, I wish they had that in the movie. (laughs) No, we got that dry ass actress. This would have been scarier.
0: Yeah, I mean, because Annabelle. I mean, the only thing that made it scary. I mean, really, was just like she didn't walk on herself the only time you saw her like move was when you saw the demon holding her up yeah spoiler alert right uh, well it's it.
1: been 10 years so i think we can we're yeah. all right <laughs> but the scariest part of that was when you actually saw the demon like the elevator yeah. scene
0: but you know what though i think what i like about it is you don't really see her moving it's what i love about the conjuring series and the annabelle and the nun i mean
1: yeah it's cool to watch a horror movie
0: it's that music yep yeah so
1: yep and uh in the original annabelle i kind of like that original story yeah how the cult of the uh like a like a manson type cult yep and it fit yeah. the time, and they played yep. that well. It was a scary fucking and, scene.
0: Yeah, I mean, God, when they were in the the like the the family next door's house. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And I love, I did love like the sequels that followed weren't the best. I mean, they were okay, but I love how it all tied together. It does.
1: They do a good job yeah. with that because they end up yeah. talking about the cult of the lamb in mm-hmm. the Conjuring Three. Yeah, he was hunting the ghost of the the, the cult of the lamb. Yeah. And then Annabelle comes home. I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it didn't have to do really with the Warrens, but the daughter and her, she had just the jump scares in that, the acting in that, and that.
0: I, but that was just so Hollywood. Oh yeah, like.
1: they were they were dressing up, but you can take every one of those demons and find shit about it in their files. Oh yeah. So Hollywood yeah. kept to the, like a little mm-hmm. bit of the Warren script. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like we're gonna make a whole bunch of shit and have Annabelle release it. <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like if Annabelle like just like opened all like the little windows to hell?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that well, would
0: getting a little bit too far fetched.
1: All right, so we're gonna go into the Warrens' part in this now. Donna finally was willing to believe the spirit in the house was not of that of a young girl, but inhuman and denom- demonic in nature. After Lou's experiences, Donna felt it was time to seek real expert advice and contacted a priest named Father Hegan. Father Hegan felt it was a spiritual matter and felt he needed to contact a horror authority in the church. So he contacted Father Cook, who immediately contacted the Warrens, which is what Father Cook always did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ed and Lorraine Warren immediately took interest in the case and contacted Donna concerning the doll. The Warrens, after speaking with Donna, Angie, and Lou, came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not, in fact, possessed but manipulated by an inhuman presence. Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys, they possess people. Not true. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object, and this is what occurred. Okay, yeah. So it can attach. What's the
0: difference between an inhuman? Like, I don't, that's where I'm confused at
1: now. Basically, so say you get possessed. Mm hmm. It can make you act certain ways. Okay. It can only attach itself to, like, my phone. So, okay. like, it can't really make the phone kill me, but it can, like, kind of push it around and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. That's what gotcha. I read when I went through that whole bullshit. Okay. Because usually. In possession cases, you usually they usually end up exercising the house more than the person. Gotcha. Okay. It's very rare they could fully take over. All right. So, an inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object, and this is what occurred in the Annabelle case. This spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition. Truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll, it was looking to possess a human host. The spirit, or in this case, an inhuman, demonic spirit, because it's the Warrens, everything's a demon, was essentially in the infestation stage of the phenomenon. It first began moving the doll around the apartment by means of teleportation to arouse the occupants. Curiosity in the hopes they would get it recognition. Then, predictably, predictably, the mistake of bringing a medium into the apartment to communicate it. The human spirit, now able to communicate through the medium, preyed on the girl's emotional vulnerabilities by pretending to be a rather harmless, lost young girl. With which, during the seance, was allowed permission from Donna to haunt the apartment. It then set about causing Patiently, ow, causing negative phenomena to occur. It aroused fear through the weird movements of the doll. It brought about the materialization of disturbing handwriting notes, the symbolic drop of blood on the hand, and ultimately it even attacked Lou, leaving behind the symbolic mark of the beast. We don't know what the mark was. It healed in two days. So Um, that's...
0: And there's no photographic evidence?
1: Right. No one took a picture? Yeah. The next stage of the infestation phenomenon would have been complete human possession. Had these experiences lasted another two or three weeks, the spirit would have completely possessed, if not harmed or killed, one or all of the occupants in the house. Let's relax. At the conclusion of the investigation, the Warrens felt it appropriate to have a exorcism blessing by Father Cook to cleanse the apartment. The blessing of the home is a wordy seven-page document that is distinctly positive in nature, rather than specifically expelling evil entities from the dwelling. The emphasis is instead directed towards filling the home with the power of the positive and God. At Donna's request, as a further precaution against the phenomena ever occurring in the home again, the Warrens took the big ragdoll home uh, when they left. Alright, so see now here's my problem with mm-hmm. you always read that it's a catholic priest and it has to be a priest to exercise the building right what if it's a hindu demon right they don't yeah. give a shit about your cross they don't know what that right. is yeah so like it's always goes to the catholic 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 but they did it right because the idea is to create positive energy and you know, negate negative energy. So do you think it's best? Like
0: if someone, I mean, like do you, okay. So to do an exorcism, um, you have to be of the, of that religion to know that you know, because
1: you'll, you'll never find out what kind of religion the demon is because you're never going to see the demon
0: what if he gives you his name doesn't that tell you or you
1: can look it up it's yeah. t- it's been documented before mm-hmm. okay but still what do we really know right you know what i mean like you got the bible was written 2000 years ago by a dude right so what the fuck does he know <laughs> <laughs> so i mean not to get that deep but when you, when you're dealing with possession it's more positive energy versus negative energy that's okay. why i think psychics aren't fake they could just sense the different poles negative and positive gotcha like people normal people can feel it you walk into a chilly house something might not feel right right you know what i mean it's just it doesn't mean that it's a demon it doesn't mean that it's or that. you eat taco bell something ain't feeling right yeah expel a demon you gotta <laughs> you gotta exercise the demon man the last time i had taco bell that was horrible yeah the wife wanted it, and whew, man. All right, so let's get to the conclusion of this crazy Annabelle tale. Father Cook, although uncomfortable with his role as an exorcist, agreed to perform the seven-page rite of exorcism, a doctrine he recited throughout the apartment, at which point the Warrens were confident that entity would no longer reside there. They agreed to take the rag doll back home with them. Upon leaving, Ed placed the doll in his back seat and agreed he would not take the interstate in the event the inhuman spirit still resided with the doll. What the, Wouldn't you want to stay on the interstate? as further away from houses. Right, right. So that, like, it's just... He was just probably thinking of the highway and mass casualty
0: accident, maybe. Right. Why is it in the back seat? I put it in a duffel bag in the trunk. Yeah, throw it in a <laughs> lockbox,
1: pray, throw some cards in there, shit. <clears throat> like and I, I was listening to a podcast they were talking to another demonologist he's part of the church and he's like you gotta believe in god if you believe in demons um no there's right. jewish demons they don't care about your god right yeah. there's hundreds of religions it doesn't yeah. matter it's yeah. negative positive energy i mean in, for, and then, then then you have the church you, know, you need a licensed exorcist with church approval but the church tells you no one's been exercised in four hundred years. It's bullshit. You're right. lying. We know they have been. Mm-hmm. We have videos of this. Right. So it's just it... me and religion go way back. <laughs> His suspicions were all too correct in no time. The warrants felt themselves as the object of a vicious hatred. Yeah. Then at each dangerous curve, the car swerved and stalled with every corner causing the power steering and brakes to fail. Repeatedly, the car verged on collision. Ed reached into the back seat into his black bag and took out a vial of holy water and doused the doll making the sign of the crossover. Disturbance stopped immediately and the Warrens arrived safely home. Okay, you did a whole exorcism and he's still (laughs) fucking with you but your little cross is going to make it stop on the way home. Right, oh, right. Bullshit, Mr. Ed.
0: That sounds like like that's literally the scene out of the movie, I believe, in the first one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. After the Warrens arrived home, Ed set the doll in a chair next to his desk. The doll levitated a number of times in the beginning. Are not you grabbing the camera? You're Ed Warren. You have a camera on your yeah. desk. Yeah. Then it's, especially when you're in the business of creating these stories to make money. Right. If that shit's flying, I'm like, hey, I'm rich. Yeah. All right, moving on. Then it seemed to fall inert. During the ensuing weeks, however, it began showing up in various rooms of the house. When the Warrens were away and had the doll locked up in the outer office building, they would often return to it, finding sitting comfortably upstairs in Ed's easy chair when they opened the main door. Doll also showed a hatred for clergymen who came to the house. That's nothing new. Hmm. In one instance, Father Jason Bradford, a Catholic exorcist, came to the house. Upon seeing the doll seated in the chair, he picked it up and said, You're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone. And tossed the doll back in the chair, at which point Ed exclaimed, That's one thing you better not say upon leaving an hour later lorraine pleaded to the priest to please be careful driving and to call her when he arrived home lorraine discerned tragedy for this young priest but he had had to go his way a few hours later father jason called lorraine and explained that his brakes had failed as he entered a busy intersection he was involved in a near fatal accident destroying his vehicle this was just one of many such events that occurred over the next few years The Warrens had a special case built for Annabelle inside the Occult Museum, where she resides to this day. Since the case was built, Annabelle no longer appeared to move, but she is thought to be responsible for the death of a young man who came to the museum on motorcycle with his girlfriend. The young man, after hearing Ed's account of the doll, defiantly went up and began to bang on the case, insisting that if the doll could put scratches on people, that he also wanted to be scratched. Ed said to the young man, Son, you need to leave and put him out of the building. On the way home, the young man and his girlfriend were laughing and making fun of the doll when he lost control of his motorcycle and went head-on into a train. The young man was killed instantly, but his girlfriend survived and was hospitalized for over a year. When she asked what happened, the the young woman explained that they were laughing about the doll when they lost control of the motorcycle. Ed warns you do not challenge evil. There is no man more powerful than Satan. You know how many times motorcycles crash. I mean, right. I'm calling bullshit on that one too.
0: But okay, but you had three vehicle mishaps. Yep, kind of rare. And a goal, kind of rare. Yeah, Very maybe rare. people in Connecticut just uh, aren't keen to um, getting their cars and motorcycles checked on a regular basis.
1: Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean it's it's such a crazy story. Part of me wants to believe it, because if anything a demon or a spirit's going to inhabit, I think it would be a toy or a doll, Yeah, because it looks like people, and it's not going to fight, because it's an inanimate object. And plus, if a little kid comes across it, kids are easier to
0: possess, I would think.
1: Yeah, because they say when you're closer in either way. So, like, when you're old or a kid, if you're closer to Death's Gate, that Mm. you're more sensitive.
0: Now, I wonder, like, when people found out, like, Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll, did the makers of the doll, did they get an increase in sales or a decrease in sales?
1: I don't, I think it was too late, because I know that they couldn't use a Raggedy Ann doll in the movie. They didn't have, like, the rights. They don't have the rights to to that Raggedy Ann doll. So, it might have increased after this, but if that's even if they're still making it. You know what I mean? Like, the timing's weird. How cool would it be though man for like
0: horror collectors if the Raggedy Ann was licensed to like NECA or something Yeah I night. know <laughs> <laughs> That would be cool I wanted it, it in was... the
1: whole box that's what I want
0: Yeah yeah um yeah very interesting story like uh, until I saw the first Conjuring knew nothing about Annabelle I was stoked when she got her own show and um the it was a great three-parter mm-hmm. uh i mean part two i think is my favorite of the three that uh, was
1: creation great movie yeah
0: yeah great movie uh, i love how he just had her like in a room full of crosses and whatnot yeah. and you learn where that girl from the first one came from yep yep yeah, a it lot of red so herring that film you didn't know like what was going on yeah
1: because the guy uh, was creepy yeah. why is the wife and the is the wife real why is he yeah. hiding the wife yeah yeah, yeah,
0: so um, so currently the museum is closed, They're closed. Correct? They yeah, do not cause...
1: have the museum zoning for the area they're in.
0: That's just so weird after so many years, you know, like all of a sudden.
1: It was probably the movies. It became probably too uh, much.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, Tony's making money off of her because a couple years ago, he brought the doll to Zach Baggins' museum. Mm -hmm. and i'm probably i'm pretty sure he probably charged a pretty penny for that um did you happen to see that episode of ghost hunters
1: nope there's a lot of episodes of ghost hunters i haven't seen
0: (laughs) um like i'll get in my ghost hunters or ghost adventures i'm sorry ghost adventures i'll get into like a kick where i watch them all okay that one i was really interested in and i don't know how much of it was scripted you know you're right um it was cool when they had like the cameras over her like you saw like they stick figure things you know yeah. um i don't know how much zach baggins was was he did he get a little bit of something or was it him being a little bit you know uh, dramatic but um it was it was interesting tony was pissed though because zach i believe he opened the the door to the thing that she was in of course he did yeah yeah. And like the so idiots really...
1: open Dibiak boxes. <laughs> wow. Now there's
0: more than one though. There's Dibiak boxes, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. I didn't. And again, I didn't know about that until I saw that god awful movie. Um, oh,
1: um, it was on Tubi.
0: Yeah. With Jeffrey Dean. Mo- no, it was with Jeffrey Dean Morgan called like the gift or was it the gift where he gets it for his daughter at oh, the yard no. sale? This
1: was a whole dude of a vlog of him buying yeah. one off the black market.
0: Oh, to, was it good? No. Oh, okay. Because it gets the only, I mean, when I first heard of Dibby Box, like like the one story that made all the rounds on the internet, that was a cool story. But the movie had said, oh, inspired by this story. Yeah. but It had nothing to do with the story.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they mentioned that movie when you walk in and a couple other movies that was referenced by the Diddy <clears throat> Box. But okay. yeah, he he opened that. I don't, he's not going to not open the Annabelle all. If right. you're interested in seeing the Annabelle doll, it will be at the Mohegan Sun uh, October 30th for their um, Tony Spirit Convention or whatever they're calling it. Are you kidding me? Nope, they did it last year too. Oh jeez, where is this at? Uh, Las Vegas? No, Connecticut. Oh, the Connecticut. Mohegan okay. Sun, Connecticut. Okay. okay. I don't remember how many t- how much tickets were, but he's gonna have all a bunch of shit there, including Annabelle. And a couple other things from you know, like the Conjuring. Do you ship. think the
0: Warrens are rolling
1: around in their grave? No, like because no. I think he's just carrying on what they were doing. Okay, like I, I, I'm split with the Warren tales. Okay, I believe <clears throat> something fucked up happened at Amityville, mm-hmm. and until I am allowed to go shoot a thirty five Mar- uh, mariner in that building with someone outside to tell me if they can hear it, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be satisfied. Okay. It's a big gun. Yeah. And when I did my video, and we'll probably touch that too. When I did my video, the comments were, well, the Baywooder and the, the make of the house. No, motherfucker. Um, I just shot a rifle in a house. Yeah. It's going to be loud. Yeah. Like, even the cops say you should be able to hear this from four blocks away. Oh, wow. Nobody heard a single shot. But they heard the doll cry. How's that happen? Right. It's I mean, the, I, to me, I think the murder
0: is more fascinating than the haunting. Yes. Quote unquote. Me too. Um, unfortunately, we'll never know the truth because it died with um, Defeo. Um, It's it just baffles me how the entire family could be killed with one gun. Yes.
1: And then yeah. we have Rick Asuna believing mm. everything coming out of fucking crackpot Roddy DeFeo's mouth. <laughs> the dude's lied seven times. Yeah. Like, he's obviously fucked. I mean, yeah, he did it, but how? Right. And if the sister did it, uh, there would have to be a separate gun with the same round that the Marlin fired. Right. Well, that doesn't add up either. So, I always
0: thought it was like gas, like they gassed them.
1: But you would find that in the top screen. But there's got to be like a gas that doesn't come up in the top screen, now. Maybe. I, yeah. It's so weird, because the, the murders doesn't make sense. No. And why these guys aren't doing a and b or an Airbnb is fucking beyond me. You'd pay that house off in six months. <laughs> Property taxes alone
0: for the year, it's like $40,000. Yep that's disgusting and they're paying that man that's nuts like what the hell do you do for a living to own i mean because the house is almost i think a million dollars it's around that that's what it sold for last right not too long ago either it's a couple years ago yep um dude i yeah if i won the lottery i would drive up to long island knock on their door how much for your house cash
1: and then i'm bringing a contractor the next day to fix those fucking windows yeah and put yeah. that sign back up. Yep. And then
0: I I um when we moved in, I'm sorry, what are you gonna say? I'll go for it. When we moved into the house, I said, Irene, can I get a sign for the for our front yard? And she said, What do you want to get? I said, I, I there's a really cool sign called High Hopes. And I, I want to put it in the front yard. She's like, Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> I'm like, is this from Amy hard?" She's like, No.
1: <laughs> I said, It'll look beautiful with our cute brick house Let's and our see. little white. great yeah What my i think it'll match my house pretty good too i I need to have my dad my dad used to carve signs on the boardwalk
0: oh nice yeah you could easily make that yeah they um they go they're not too expensive on ebay you know if you want like a life-size one it's not really that bad i would definitely love to put it like in the front yard yeah you know um yeah amityville is like the black dahlia we'll never know
1: yeah and we would if they let me get in there I need the police. I need a rifle. I need a gun. If I prove yeah. that you can hear gunshots outside, something fucked up happened there.
0: Well, if we win the lottery. That's what's gonna happen.
1: Yep, that's right. I'm gonna start playing the lottery. When can we you get, imagine, when we like, get okay. two million subscribers on YouTube? We'll go buy the Abney <laughs> House. Subscribe
0: now. How much would you charge to stay, like, a night or the weekend?
1: Depends on how many rooms there are. I believe it was six bedrooms. Okay i figure anywhere for a weeknight weekday i would go probably 600 in the winter 1200 in the summer and then double that for a weekend
0: not bad and you got prime real estate there you got a pool in the backyard you got the bay the boathouse yep like i think it's
1: a perfect summer rental yeah a you get history b they will flock to us like you wouldn't dude. we'd be booked for four years by the time oh, yeah. we hit start. Yeah. They yeah. they just did with the Airbnb in Salem for the Hocus Pocus movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. The Sisters House is now on yeah. Airbnb. They're booked out for two years, I believe. Are you serious? And now, this Holy is shit. a real true crime and modeled after ten Hollywood movies. Cha-ching! Ten Hollywood movies? You mean more than that? Nah, I'm wow. not counting the Abneyville <laughs> Shark or the Abneyville Dollhouse. <laughs> Abneyville Karen. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: There's this guy that keeps reaching out to me. He's made a couple annual houses um to like to either back it or to share it. And I, I was like stop. I I was like stop coming after me like
1: <laughs> Oh man.
0: I mean, you're you're putting a name on anything. Yeah. I even think there was one in space actually. There was.
1: There was. Ugh. I think it's on Tubi. I, I started listening say... to a
0: podcast um, these two guys created a podcast to review every Amityville horror movie oh, that's ever made, and of course, it starts out good with the originals, mm-hmm. and then they got into the really shitty ones. And I haven't, you know, kept up with them, but they're still <laughs> they're still releasing them because every week there's a new Amityville movie coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the Amityville is what keeps me kind of in the book for Ed and Lorraine, mm-hmm. and. Maybe the haunting in Connecticut, a little bit. Okay. Well, that's not, is that, that's that tied to them? Yeah. Haunted, oh, I didn't know that they came out there. They were out there. Oh, because in the movie, I don't think they, no, nah, they didn't do anything like yeah. that. Yeah. But they, they researched that. Then uh, the old 80s movie, The Haunting, that's on YouTube for free. That was a pretty good movie. Um, I know that one. Yeah. It was, it was a TV movie, I believe. But it's just called The Haunting. Oh, hmm. It had a black scribble as the demon. It was actually kind of creepy. I never saw that. I'll go take a look at yeah, that. Yeah, check it out on where's, where's that um take place? Pennsylvania. Oh. I forget shit. the name of the family. But the family even ended up on like uh Sally Jesse Raphael. Oh shit. And like <laughs> but it was so weird because it was like the new tenants, the old tenants, and the warrens, and the old tenants, you guys are so why do you care? why are you there if you're not experiencing anything you're not making any money off of this and then why are you fucking putting up the show and then the tenants are like yeah we both got raped by the demon and then the warrens are yelling at everyone to try and prove their point i'm sorry if i know i'm right and i saw what i saw i'm like Mm -hmm. okay right whatever i know what i saw that's maybe just me though you know what's on um, Shudder?
0: Is it Shudder? I, and I, I've watched it once before. Great documentary. Um, My Amityville Horror. Have you seen that one? I think that's on Tubi now, too. Is it
1: on Tubi, too? Okay. It's about yeah. the sun, right? The one sun, yes. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. check that. I haven't watched it yet, but I know that I've seen it's,
0: it. Yeah. it's he's He's got some, clearly, some post-traumatic stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, out of the blue, um, his brother friend requested me on Facebook like over a year ago, and he had changed. He has changed his name since. Yeah. Um, he was trying to make his own either movie or documentary, and I had messaged him, and after like maybe a week or two of him friend requesting me. Hey, I got this one podcast. Would you want to be a, a guest on? I would love to hear your accounts and your how you feel about everything. He's like, yeah, sure, sure. I uh, haven't heard from him. Um, he started this one Facebook group and then not so much about the house or anything, just like it was a weird group, but he's an army veteran. Um, I think he's got some PTSD as well, but I think he's kind of, Worn out is welcome in some places. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he's having difficulty trying to get someone to help him make this documentary, mm. but he seems a little bit more level-headed than his other brother. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna see if he's still active on Facebook. Yeah. maybe We'll get him on. You know.
1: Worth a shot.
0: Um. Uh, and but you know, you never hear about the sister. They had a sister too, I think, right? Did they have a sister? Yes. Yeah. You don't you don't hear about her.
1: You know? It's weird. But, you think you'd go after the money grab being a part of the Lutz family. Unless some you saw some really serious shit. So that yeah. again I don't,
0: I don't know. I you know, it's weird because George and Kathy always stood by their word. They passed a polygraph, but you would think the kids would still be like the Gene Simmons. Yeah, and you know the Tony Spiras yes. trying to make a buck, so something must have really fucked them up that they don't even want to. Yeah, you
1: know it, it's 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 weird. It's definitely weird. Just like the Conjuring House. If you talk to the one young lady who was there for all of it, mm-hmm. I've literally watched her story change three times. Really, she did an interview where she, it was Bathsheba. She believed mm-hmm. it was Bathsheba. She was cool with the Warrens. I watched the Grim Life Collective interview. I started she didn't one, yeah. she didn't believe it was Bathsheba. No one believed it was Bathsheba. They didn't want the words there, so I'm like, I just watched two different videos, and I don't know what the hell you're talking about
0: now. where is that does that take place in Rhode Island or Pennsylvania
1: it's it's northeast more. It's either Connecticut or Rhode Island,
0: okay. So the house that's a b and b is it the actual house or the movie house?
1: No, it's the actual house,
0: oh shit,
1: yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but buddy of mine, the owner of Brighton Asylum, actually went up there before haunt season. Okay. He said they saw some, heard some shit on the sensors and everything.
0: Oh wow! But I nice. think they
1: sold it again.
0: Okay. I, now, where they go and play the movie is that is that the movie house or the real house? You know? No, I think of
1: the real mo- at the real house. Oh shit! Wow,
0: that's cool.
1: Yeah, you can rent it out, but again, it's a year out. Mm. So, like I'm saying, Amityville's missing the boat yeah Ugh. but that
0: that community's uptight though yeah know, but if it's
1: an airbnb they
0: would fight that to the tooth and nail you
1: can't you, there there's really no legislation unless you're in a uh homeowners association which isn't there
0: no i guess no. an airbnb so i just want to drive by and take a picture of it
1: oh we will when we do yeah. our little trip we'll hit tom's yeah. river do whatever suspect filming we could do and then <laughs> hit the parkway up the long island there you go get
0: some starting, lunch starting in january i get five weeks of vacation there so. we go yeah so we'll plan a a day of it or a two day or whatever you want to make of it i'll work on
1: getting the camera because i need it for the haunts anyway so yeah yeah all right well that all right, was brother. a great episode yeah, I it came out today. good look at you yeah.
0: <laughs> you did a great job and uh i'm going to i'm going to do um to continue the series I'm gonna do Robert because I he's need to read more about to Robert too. And I'm gonna take a stab and watch the first Robert the Boy movie. I didn't even
1: know there was a movies about this doll, and I I feel bad for you. There's like three. Him.
0: There's like three of them, <laughs> but I'm only shit. gonna watch one. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think he can only get through one, especially yeah. with all the shit we got coming out, man.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, tonight I'm gonna watch the new Hellraiser. Um, yeah, we got
1: Hellraiser, we got Child's Play, we got The Watcher, we have terrifier and we have unrelated black panther black
0: panther there's a new heart devil movie coming out i think it's the one with virginia madison oh yeah yeah that comes comes out the 28th of this month
1: i got so many movies to watch when i get off this haunt train
0: yeah and then there's an i think there's another movie i sent to irene i'll forward it to you i don't think it's related to the october 28th one um so About a little girl that gets possessed in a hospital or something. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did see that. And we got, hey, we got Black Adam coming out on the 21st. Eh. With my boy, The Rock.
1: I know you love The Rock.
0: That's my my heterosexual (laughs) life mate. Supposedly, there's an end credit scene with Henry Cavill as Superman.
1: Yeah, because I think he is coming back, and he'd be dumb not to. It's not like he's doing anything else.
0: Well, you know, I don't think it was his... I think it was like Warner Brothers trying to get him away from it no. now
1: I it might be they're nuts yeah. like
0: i they, they they let ezra miller come back to uh, do some reshoots
1: yeah that's dumb yeah that's gonna hurt
0: it's gonna it's gonna hurt big time and i never wanted a movie to tank more than the flash and i'm a big dc fan yeah but they're they're going to um you know screw them you know you you um this is appropriate. Well, it's Hollywood, so it is appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, that's another story, folks. Yeah, but, that's uh, that's for yeah. another All right, genre sir, of podcast. It was great seeing you, and you uh, too, sir.
1: Enjoy your pizza and your haunt tonight. Yeah, I got uh, like 14 more haunts to go. Damn! Can you believe like we're almost halfway through October? I have a little list of the. You know how I put the Instagram post up? Haunt yeah. stop tonight. Yep. I only got three more weekends left. Wow! I'm like, damn, that's sad. I'm going to have to, you know, take up drinking when this is over, I guess, past the time. There you go. But there's Christmas haunts. There's St. Patty's haunts. There's Halfway to Halloween haunts. There's Valentine haunts. I got this. There you go. All right, All guys. Right, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for coming by and getting lost for us in the woods for the Horror Shed Podcast. This was Haunted Dolls. We got a ton of more stuff coming. We'll see you guys later.